1: Championships specials. I am your host Ross, and with me today we've got Chris and Colin. Good evening, gents. Hello. Hi there. We are coming at you literally what five minutes from full time in that thrilling nil-nil England-Slovakia game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can still see Slaven Bilic on the telly <laughs> talking away.
1: We couldn't wait to get on and talk about it. It was so thrilling. Um, it finished nil-nil, England tried their best to break down a very resilient Slovakian team I suppose is the best way to describe it Slovakia didn't really try to win but they weren't incredibly defensive either they just, I just think England just couldn't break them down in the
0: end I don't think Slovakia were left with much choice were they because no. What, no, what did they have they had that sort of funny chest back by Chris Morning to Joe Hart that nearly went wrong yeah um, and they had well, what did they have? They had another couple of chances as well. They talked on telly at half time about how um, people like Lalana and Wushir were pulling wide to make mm. room for Vardy to run behind the back. And of course, Vardy had that one on one, didn't he? Uh, which he missed, and he didn't get an awful lot of that in the second half. Slovakia seemed very content to sit on, uh, sit back, didn't they? Yeah. They um, what they were I, doing. Yeah, I did tweet just towards the end of the game. Do you remember the game a couple of years ago where? Liverpool when they were trying to win the league, they came, they they played Chelsea, didn't they? Yes. And Chelsea parked pretty much every London <laughs> bus they could find behind the ball. <laughs> it was very similar to that performance. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Colin, what did you think to the game and England's performance?
2: Well, I think if you start from the off, uh, I was worried before the game even started. Quite a was it? Was up, it wasn't it? Was it? Was it six uh, players yeah, dropped? Six changes, in all. I don't know if that's a record in a, a major tournament. It could well be. Um, mm. Either way, I think it's insane. <laughs>
1: you, know, well, that, you, the you fact w- that he bought them on, didn't he? The three of the players that he dropped in the first place, he bought
2: on to try and change the game. Yeah, you win your last game, what do you do? Oh, that's right, drop six players. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm... I'm trying to build a
0: case here for England you know I'm trying to build a case I think if you are going to build a case for England what you would say is that in Bertrand and Klein you've got two very able deputies for Walker and Johnny Rose yeah it was very good um, who else was brought in Storage was brought in I mean you can make a case of Storage being brought in ahead of Harry Kane he I played very well I think
1: as said before on this podcast if Sturridge isn't in that number nine in the box role he might as well not be on the pitch
0: yeah, I saw him get criticised a lot on Twitter for too much passing. I think the only yeah. two that didn't quite work out were Henderson and Wilshire.
1: Yeah, Vardy did what he what he was gonna do, I suppose. He was trying to make things happen, but we try and run through five or six defenders
0: at a time, it's not really gonna always work out, is it? No, there's only so much you can do. And um this this Skirtle chap, he looks quite a good player, doesn't he? We've been we've been playing his rather crappy brother for the last seven <laughs> years at Anfield. Yeah, I think he's been coasting this season, preparing for the Euros possibly. <laughs> Well, he's been preparing for the last seven years.
1: <laughs> uh, he did very well, didn't he? Yeah, everything that came his way was just headed out or just cleared out in some way or another. They yeah. past him, really. He got beaten a few times the Jamie Vardy one-on-one chance, but, I mean, he was right on Vardy's shoulder, which, for a man of his pace, is quite impressive. I think he learnt his lesson after that, didn't he? Yeah, he wasn't beaten over the top after that, was he? <laughs> no. Do <laughs> you think that line-up would have... Spurred Russia, not Russia, sorry, Wales on to like a, fuck it, England are dropping this many players, they think they can get, go, they got to go in the bag, let's just go for it, let's just attack the Russians from the off and see what we can get out of this.
0: I know, I think Wales are motivated by something a little bit different. I think they're motivated by, um, the, you get it with smaller, not, Smaller is in smaller <laughs> football-wise, but smaller geographically and yeah. maybe population-wise. Smaller nations in that sense. The fact that they're motivated a lot more by the sort of pride and passion of their country. And it seems to be coming through quite a lot if you look at their players. I mean, people like Gareth Bale buying into this. Yeah. You, he could quite easily be the superstar, you know, give me the ball. Why didn't you give me the ball? That sort of attitude. But he seems to buy into all this the same as everybody else. I think they're motivated as much by each other rather than what England have put out. I mean, I, I would actually go a little bit further than that. Wales were
2: topped this group and I would say the reason they've topped this group is because they're the best team in this group. And and for all this furore, you know, about, you know, oh, Wales, plucky young Wales or whatever, Wales have put two goals past Slovakia. Yep. We didn't. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, Wales just put three past Russia yeah what did we do one <laughs> um Slovakia put two past Russia yeah you, you know and it, mm. it starts to become pretty obvious that there's a there's a glaring problem for England isn't there and that is that we don't score enough goals so mm. you could argue that Wales's goals have been a little bit fortunate or cheap or however you want to describe them but
0: the thing is they're scoring them and we ain't yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, We should have been scoring them tonight. Russia, I think, are by far and away the worst team in this tournament. And the fact that Wales have got three against them and we only got one plus conceded that last second or last minute goal to them. um, That's what's cost us that. That goal against Russia that we conceded, not tonight. Yeah. I mean, mean, moving forward for England, I can only
2: see one of two things. It's either like a quite bright place or a really quite dark tunnel, which is either we can't score against anybody or we're just very good with possession and we'll be equally as good with possession as we are with Slovakia and Russia and Wales mm. as we are with Germany or Spain and the odd goal might nick it in that case yeah the England tactic works if it's, if it's a case of the team that scores the most goals wins
0: then England are on a hiding to nothing surely have a think back through tournament mm-hmm. history and when was the last time you can remember England winning a knockout uh, game at a tournament?
1: Nice.
0: You're 2000. Well, <laughs> no, well, we, in 96 did we? Because we we was drew we the Spanish, game against we? Spain. Yeah, well, we, we drew, didn't we? <laughs> um, I mean, you, you know, 2014 we didn't get out of the group. 2012 we lost to Italy. 2010 uh, we lost in the second round to Germany, didn't we? 2008 yep. we didn't get there. 2006 Brazil. Why did. did we get the?
1: Was that Brazil? No, it wasn't Brazil, was it?
0: Brazil was 2002, wasn't it? Yes. So we're yes. going back quite a long way just to find a time that we actually won a knockout game at a tournament. It's not something we actually know how to do, particularly <laughs> with this group of players.
1: Yeah, that group of players has long moved on. This this group, yeah, certainly. They're all fairly new to international football. I mean, you've got a couple there that have been around for a long time, like Hart and uh, Cahill, but the rest of them, that's a pretty new team.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're quite, they're quite a likeable bunch, which isn't always something you can say about an England team. <laughs> um, as people, they seem alright. Uh, but you kind of wonder, is this a tournament too soon for them?
1: Yeah, possibly. They'll be slightly more towards their peak in the next, maybe the next Euros, possibly the next World Cup. But is it, is it down to the players or is it Roy's tactics? Because he wasn't overly aggressive today either, I don't think. He still played the same kind of four, Two three one or four three three, whatever you
2: want to call it. I I think you know, we heard in the news after the game against Wales. There was a talk, I think it was from Craig Dyke, who's a you know, a Bona Fide one hundred percent clown. <laughs> anyway, you know, saying that Roy may get a new contract and yeah. this and the other. There is not a Catherine Hell's chance to get a new contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's a bad manager, mate. He
1: has I, to think, get, I think we said, I said in our chat earlier he has to get to at least the semis for a, another contract because that will kind of wipe away the group performance I think if you get that far
2: I mean the thing is I think what normally you look at you look at all these foreign managers in charge of all these different teams you think hey I wouldn't mind them in charge of my club hmm. you know my, my domestic club you know my home club in the league I'm, I'm a fan of Leeds United I wouldn't want Roy Hodgson in charge of my team God, yes. <laughs> you know there. how was it? <laughs> dark days <laughs> I, I don't know maybe maybe we're giving Roy a bad time and he's it's, it's, it's just got a master plan that's going to win us the the whole tournament but I, I, I don't know It was it, maybe it was just because it was such a dreadful game today but one thing I would add as an aside maybe excusing England a little bit is that I think so far this tournament's been a little bit drab I don't think-, think it's been yeah I do I don't think it's been that great it's not been brilliant. Really? Well, it's not USA 94.
1: Let's, let's just say that, right? Away.
0: Uh I've really enjoyed it. I mean there's been tonight I think it's probably the worst game. I think there's been some really really interesting games. There's, been, there's yeah, but,
1: been some good games, but there's also been some absolute stinkers as well.
0: I don't think it helps that the majority of the goals are coming in the last few minutes. No. If those goals were spread out over the course of the game, you know, the game you were watching, they maybe...
1: I watched the Belgium Island game from Saturday and turned off at half time because I thought well, this is going to finish 0-0. Neither team looks like they're going to score. They missed three goals. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, but he, it, it's been all right, isn't it? But it's not been it's not really set the world on fire.
0: I enjoyed last night's game, the France game last night. Um, really enjoyed Iceland Hungary.
1: I've enjoyed watching Albania. They're my new favourite national team. there.
0: Yeah, they're great, apart from the fact they can't score. I mean, I know they did yesterday. It <laughs> well, seemed a bit like the... Um, yeah, they seemed a bit like the Ant Hill mob, didn't they? Sort of running around, running endlessly bumble goals in, and they couldn't.
1: That's why I like them. They just don't stop running. They're just really all about hard work. But, um, but yeah, it's 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 been an interesting tournament. The, it's obviously an experiment, isn't it, Adding these new teams into it and... Uh, We'll see if they stick with this going forward because it's quite confusing trying to work out who's going to play who in the next round. So I think we finished second in Group B. So who do we play then, Chris, in the next round?
0: Uh, We play the runner-up of Group F, which uh, you've got Hungary top on four points, then you've got Iceland with two, Portugal with two, and Austria with one. And I think this is where the new format, I think, comes into its own. I quite like it because you've got now... um, all four teams in that group are still in contention. You, you often get dead rubbers, don't you, for the third group games? Yeah, true. Uh, whereas this is still got something riding on it. Even the Albanians yesterday against France, they had some. Oh, not against France, whoever they were playing, Romania. Mm. They had something riding on it, didn't they?
1: Yeah, true. Who out of those teams, and who would you, would you fancy England strongly against any of them? Because I've watched Leicester twice, and they've looked pretty good. Yeah,
2: yeah. they look. <laughs> they, they look, look organised, very organised. Yeah.
0: I don't honestly fancy us against probably Portugal or Austria the most. I think Portugal right, you... Obviously, taking Ronaldo
1: out of the equation, they're not a very good team, are they?
0: Or well, you could leave him in at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> there was a collective European schadenfreude the other day with that penalty and goal that was disallowed. <laughs> I was at work and missed this, but yeah, my, uh, my, uh, my other post, WhatsApp chat,
1: pretty much summed it up for me. And Tom basically just a massive, ha, 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 fuck off, Ronaldo. <laughs>
0: well, that was Twitter, really. <laughs> <laughs> Times however many people you follow. <laughs> are you, What do you think, Colin? Are you confident against any of those kind of Group F
1: teams?
2: Um, yes and no. I, I don't particularly think that it, with the way England playing it really matters who we get. No. I think, I think we're going to probably play pretty much the same. And if England are going to win it's hardly going to be like a you know it's hardly going to be a 3-0 here or it's it's not going to be a 3-0 win or a 3-0 loss it's it's going to be like a a 1-1 or a you know extra time job or mm. a 1-0 something something like that i think um yeah so i'm a confident... Yeah, hey look we've got out of the group stage which is great okay let's not get too negative about it but um I don't know, it's just something that irks me is the fact that Wales, who are they're quite cl- clearly a weaker team, yeah. have tops in the group. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you're saying you're coming up against a plucky I- Iceland, and you say, yeah, yeah, they've got a <laughs> population the size of Coventry or whatever, or Leicester or whatever, yeah. but it could easily be the banana skin that trips us up and, yeah. and beats us. Guilfi Sigerson could pop one in from
1: 20 yards out and that's it, we, <laughs> we just can't score.
0: Well, if we win the next round game, um, there's every chance that we would come up against France in a quarter-final. They've not been great, have they? No, but it just seems to be
1: destined to be their tournament, the way games are going for them, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. I, they were, I mean, yesterday, they could have quite conceivably lost at the end, couldn't they, with the um, the Sanya pullback for the penalty? Yeah. Uh, there was lots of pulling in that game. Did you see uh, Shakiri's tweet about the shirts?
1: And. <laughs> He said, I hope humour don't make condoms as well. a five shirts ripped open, I think, during the game. And the ball burst as well. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Excellent. So, Wales have topped our group then. They've finished first with six points from three games. Who do they play or who could they play?
0: Um, so winner of group B... Yeah, winner of group B plays the 3rd place group in A, C or D. So, that will be... Um, Third place team is Albania in Group A. Yep. Group C is uh, Northern, Northern Ireland, Poland or Ukraine. And then Group D is Croatia, Czech Republic, Spain or Turkey. That's, uh, I mean, conceivably, those teams are harder to play pop Albania than who England could face.
1: Well, Albania already, yeah, they're three, aren't they? In third. Northern Ireland, unless they get absolutely tanked by the Ukraine. I oh, know they got, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they need to lose like five or six nil, don't they, to not finish third at the minute.
0: Which is He's conceivable.
1: Minus four. <laughs> well, yeah, it is conceivable yeah, to be fair. <laughs> and then um if you have won the the, the checks, possibly or the Turks. Yeah, they're they're not easy games for Wales. Northern Ireland. You've obviously got that home nations uh rivalry. I'm not sure what it's like between those two countries, but I'm not. I, I don't imagine it's a,
0: a friendly atmosphere. Let's say. I think they hate us more than they hate each other. It, it seems to be the case for most countries. Then. <laughs> Yeah, we're not very popular, are we? <laughs> no, not
1: at all. So, yeah, we could have maybe avoided a bullet there, but we'll see, won't we? Like Colin said, this the way we're playing. It's not gonna.
0: We're not gonna batter anyone, no matter who we get. No, I mean the thing. The thing for Northern Ireland is, um, with the three that go through, goal difference is quite important, and mm. so long as they don't get tanked against Germany. Mm. They could well be okay with the win they had the other day because it was a two nil win they had against the Ukraine, wasn't it? So their goal difference plus two against there, so yeah. which makes up for a little bit of the loss they had against Poland. Um, I think Germany, Germany could
1: quite happily take a two or three 0 win, wouldn't they, and just uh, get through. It there. probably
0: will, but I mean they struggled against Poland, didn't they? And they had the mm. draw was it a draw or loss they had against the Republic and Slovakia they lost against as well, didn't they? They're not yeah, amazing they lost a
1: few games recently. Yeah, they've kind of they haven't got a striker if they have That's the problem.
0: No, to- well,
1: they've had to recall Gomez because they're playing Muller out on the wing, and they've been starting with uh, Maradona as the number nine. He's not had a great time, is he? <laughs> no, but then
0: he's playing out of position. Yeah, <laughs> and then Scherler off. comes on, doesn't he? Yeah, and Scherler comes on as well, doesn't he? So yeah. you've
1: got two strikers on the bench. You're playing a midfielder up front. Mm. Very odd. Too much of sniffing of the balls when Joachim like a mad. <laughs> so let's go back you to. Wonder why he's sniffing off them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the weekend. Then uh, Republic got battered by Belgium three 0 I still maintain if Ireland had scored the first goal in this game, they would have won this. If they scored in the first half, the Belgians would have just been completely demoralised because they didn't did not look good in the first half at all.
0: Well, Courtois supposedly fell out with Mark Wilms beforehand, didn't they? Um, they're quite a fragile team. They had that beating from Italy, yep. uh, and this is supposed to. You know, someone said that. Italy got the great coach with a terrible team and Belgium with a great team with a terrible coach. Yeah, true. Um, and they were kind of there for the taking. Like you said, if Ireland had got the first goal, then their mentality was so fragile that maybe they could have gone on and won.
2: Yeah.
1: What do you make of the Rep- Republic, Colin? They've not been great, have they?
2: No, I, th- I think there's been as much off-field as there has been on-field as well. Um, but, d- d- well, just, just one thing I would say is, is that the the funny vine uh, that we've seen of, of Roy oh, Keane <laughs> fooling his uh, training staff. And, and, and obviously, you know, we, you know when you see the England training staff, we, we have uh, Gary Neville, <laughs> we have the uh, the other guy, I, mean, I don't know if it's a goalkeeping guy, who's sort of like the blonde hair, right. yeah. you know, side parting, you know. But then when you see the island <laughs> set up, all nice. it's all... It's, it's all it's all like uh you know, like sixty year old fellas <laughs> you know, with white hair. And I'm like thinking, oh okay. Yeah. And and then they've got Roy these King. guys <laughs> and they're working.
0: Martin Neo is the only manager I've seen so far that's not worn a suit. <laughs> He's in his tracky bottoms, isn't he? He'll have to be in court and he for one of those murder cases that he likes to follow to pre, uh, yeah. to get a suit on. I have exactly. a massive issue with I have a massive issue with managers who wear trackies instead of a suit really yeah it's one of my footballing bugbears you're <laughs> representing you're, you're like the sort of figurehead and representative of your club when you're wearing a tracksuit
2: yeah true that's a good point <laughs> uh, j- just on tracksuits by the way ob- obviously you know we've, we've also the other tr- famous tracksuit wearer is gabor Oh <laughs> yeah the hungry stopper yes. he's 40 he wears tracksuit bottoms <laughs> um do you know why he wears them by the way uh, I've, I've read this somewhere but I've completely forgotten so uh, yeah it's it's, it's basically it's not because he likes the feel it's 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 because um, when he was playing for Crystal Palace I think they got beat 4-1 by Chelsea yeah and Kesman and mm. remember him he was an absolute flop wasn't he at Chelsea yeah. he he managed to put one past him and then after that he swore that, that then he was in shorts he he you know, he swore that he was going to go back to tracksuit bottoms <laughs> and that was it and he stuck with it. And I, and I, <laughs> so occasionally caused it, but well. um, I just wondered, is, is there any sort of rules against players wearing tracksuit bottoms? I mean, would there be anything to stop um, an outfield player wearing tracksuit bottoms, or ne- not necessarily tracksuit bottoms, but maybe like Right, leggings like you know those tights, tight leggings yeah. tights yeah
1: Giggs can you wear Waderman. tights Giggs wore them underneath his shorts and his socks and kind of pulled his socks up over the top of them
0: I've seen Emmanuel Ebue when he played for Arsenal um, man's man Emmanuel Ebue <laughs> B- 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 <laughs> he wore a snood with his leggings <laughs> they were they like tights actually I think and yeah. then gloves as well God gets cold people enough. wonder why Arsenal can't win a league <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think as long as they're not branded
0: I mean obviously because
1: most teams are it's made by uh, Adidas in this tournament. I think as long as they're not branded by any other brand, I'm sure he can be fine. Because they're, they're always not great, aren't they? Yeah, they're always great. Which is the worst colour? Because as soon as you dive once, that's it. Yeah, you've got brown
0: knee marks. Well, goalkeepers about twenty twenty five years ago, they went through that phase of wearing cycling shorts, didn't they? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, that's a, f- a trend that's hopefully never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Iceland, did, they drew with Hungary it was, it was quite a good game, quite enjoyable Two teams just trying to win, I think In that one um, And then Portugal How did they get on? They uh, drew, didn't
0: they? 0-0? They did against Austria, didn't they? Yeah I do like Iceland, but people seem to be terribly Up their arse Yes, with they are, they are well, the ultimate hipster's choice, aren't they? Oh, they are They. They really. It really annoys me, actually it's not not to the point where i want to see iceland do badly but mm. i just wish people had just shut up about how many people live there and how many people have gone to watch them and all this sort yeah. of thing and pl- plucky iceland because you got hungry there who feasibly are at the same sort of scenario yeah definitely <laughs>
2: And, and I think there was some talk at one point about one of the Iceland players, I don't know if it was Goalie oh previously he was um, the producer of the entrance for Eurovision for <laughs> Iceland and I was thinking that's incredible, that is brilliant
0: <laughs> I do know one thing I do know there are more players that play in the Icelandic league at the Copper America than there are at the Euros brilliant <laughs>
1: <laughs> how is uh, your man Ricardo Carisma getting on Chris Portugal?
0: Uh, he's being let down by the other 22 players in the squad. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: only one man. He can't do it all.
0: Exactly. Well, do you know what? He would have scored that penalty yesterday. He, he was—he started yesterday. He was came as a sub for the first game. He started yesterday. Um, and he did okay. Got into a bit of a bun fight with the ref that led to him getting booked. And it was only when I, there was a close-up of him that I realised he's got... Um, you know in America, if you're in prison, you have certain kinds of tattoos to show what crimes you've done. The teardrop for murder the, and that sort of stuff. Well, have a look under his right eye. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got two of them. Oh, Ricardo. Got a dark past (laughs) we're not aware of. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Uh, he did okay, but, um, he came off after about 60 minutes and, uh, and surprisingly enough, Portugal missed a penalty.
1: Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) So they're looking forward to the next couple of games, next couple of days before we get to our next podcast. We've got, uh, eight games, um, a day. No four a games a day. Sorry, yeah, we've got two games at five tomorrow and two games at eight, and then two games at five and two games at eight on Wednesday as well.
0: That's a lot of football,
1: isn't it? It's a lot of football. Yeah, and a uh, referendum. So, to, oh yeah, God. Well, they're giving us a day off for that. I say, think... there's, yeah. There's no football from where, well, from Wednesday after Wednesday at eight o'clock until Saturday.
0: No, that's very kind of them.
1: Yeah. so...
2: Is it Give, that important to them? <laughs> it is the Euros. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Wayne Rooney's got to get back and put his vote in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely really forgot to post his vote off
1: so tomorrow you've got the Northern Irish taking on the Germans at 5 with Ukraine and Poland also at 5 and then Croatia versus Spain and the Czechs versus the Turks at 8 o'clock and then Wednesday is Italy against the Irish and Swedes against the Belgians at five uh, 8 Sorry, and then Hungary Portugal and Iceland Austria at 5 any of those games really stand out to any of you
0: Italy anything Italy do
1: yeah I'm um, definitely in your camp there but the two games that for me are the Germans and the Italians and they happen to be playing the two well, home nations and Ireland so
0: that's worked out quite well <laughs> yeah um, so who the last thing games? Croatia Spain Croatia Spain would be quite interesting because of where that Croatian midfield that everyone talks about so much where they actually play Mm. Um, which is in Spain, isn't it? Well,
1: yeah, and they also have, like, there's four central midfielders and two of them have to play in wide positions as well for that Croatian team. Yeah. Which causes trouble sometimes. They get kind of caught out wide and there's lots of space. But that should be a good game, I think. I'm great. still unsure
0: on that, Spain team.
1: Yeah, I think the 3-0 win the other day masked a few things. Yeah. Turkey aren't great. Um, Sweden and Belgium should be fun. It's not time against think. the... Belgium, Chris, up for that?
0: Uh, I hope he just sons off. <laughs> Never again to step foot on a football pitch. i no, just wait until Man United Liverpool next season. <laughs> <laughs> when he scores a last-minute winner from his own penalty box yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Overhead as well. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so those are our games coming up in the next few days. Uh, we'll have a podcast probably Thursday or Friday to round up the last parts of the group stages. Uh, And before we move on to the knockouts on Saturday, first game is Switzerland against the Group C second place. So who's in Group C? Who's in second currently?
0: Uh, Well, that would be Germany, Northern Ireland, Poland, Ukraine. You'd you'd kind of imagine that would be Poland, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, so the Swiss maybe against the Polish is the first game in the knockouts.
0: That's quite a close game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't mind that one.
0: I think I came to the tournament thinking Poland are just... Lewandowski and of course they're not. You've got Milik, who Milik. seems to be doing. Yeah, he's very Ian Ormondroid yeah. And then you've got
1: Blaszczykowski,
0: Blaszczykowski, Timashuk as well.
1: Yeah, they've got some good players. They just need to kind of put it all together, don't they, to hammer someone. Yeah, I think. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back b- before the weekend for a podcast, should we say, uh, to round up the the end of the group stages. You can find us on Twitter at Man on the Post. You can find Chris on Twitter at
0: uh, at the armband.
1: And you can find Colin on Twitter at
2: CAS seven zero seven.
1: And I'm on there as Rosbell nineteen eighty four. Uh, go over to the footballfamily.com and read the latest installment of my football manager series. Uh, it's taken a turn. I was sacked by Oviedo to see where I've ended up. It's not quite as glamorous. So until we return, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. And goodbye from Chris. Bye. And always remember to keep your mouth open. Well